Welcome to the Strong Men, Strong Marriages podcast. Here we are on a mission to get strong, get attractive, and get the marriage of our dreams. I'm your host, Mike Frazier. Let's do this. All right, men, welcome to today's episode of Strong Men, Strong Marriages. Should you try to be the best? So as a high achieving man, you probably want to be the best at uh, the things that you do. And I'm just going to talk to you about my experience with that. And uh, maybe it'll resonate with you. Maybe it won't, but uh, we'll see. So uh, my name is Mike Frazier, MD, and I help high achieving men have more intimate marriages. So I grew up with a very supportive mom and dad. Um, we were very good about trying to instill in me this idea that I could really be anything that I wanted to be. Now, whether they told me this or not, somehow in my mind, I interpreted, I don't, I don't really think they did try to teach me this, but somehow I took this away that, uh, you know, I grew up thinking, okay, if I try, if I really try, I can be the best at anything, anything in the whole world, right? If I had just put my effort into it, I could be the best. So that was with sports or with school, or, you know, I did karate for a while or with piano, um, or with, uh, just racing kids in the schoolyard or whatever. Right. So I'll tell you some, some issues that came with that, but the identity that I carried for myself is I am the best. Now, if you've read the book mindset by Carol Dweck, you'll notice this as what she terms a fixed mindset. Like I'm the best. Now, when you have this fixed mindset, what you tend to do is, you know, disregard information that goes against that. <laughs> or kind of like make excuses. See, you want to protect that identity. Um, so like if kids have the identity of, oh, I'm smart, like it's hard for them to ask questions to expose that they don't know something. Um, and I was definitely like that in school. Um, or they'll cheat, right? Because they want to maintain that identity. Like I can get good grades on things. Okay. So anyway, as time went on, right? I found out that actually I was not the best. I didn't win everything I did. <laughs> okay. I lost, I played tennis. I lost tennis matches. I lost tournaments. Um, I lost piano competitions. I wasn't valedictorian at my school. Other people had a better grade point average than me. Okay. And so my solution to a lot of this, oh, I ran track in, in middle school and I thought I was really fast. I found out people were faster than me. <laughs> so my solution to most of these things was to quit or avoid the situations where I was not the best, which was a lot of things. And the, my answer to all this was like, I'd make an excuse, right? So I'd quit it or I just make an excuse. Oh, like I wasn't trying my hardest or, you know, that person just took more time training than me. If I would have taken more as much time as them, I would have been the best. Like literally that's what's going on in my head to protect my identity of being the best, right? You try hard. At least I did. I tried hard to protect that identity. So as I sort of piled up these losses in my mind, you know, I kind of tried to brush it off on the outside, but what I realized just, this is just a couple of days ago. What I realized was I was really internalizing each of these losses as being contrary to my identity of being the best. So they were kind of like piling up, right? So my identity is I'm the best. I'm getting faced with all these evidence is that I'm not the best. And there's this sort of uh, tension, right? 
And what I was later able to identify it as was really pain, right? Injury to, to me, to my identity, to myself. Okay. So those are kind of like growing up examples, but even more recent examples. So, you know, I went on and I did well in school. You know, I feel like that's a gift God's given me. I have a, a good mind. I can remember things. Um, so, you know, I was able to choose my desired career, go to great schools. Um, and I went into my career as a psychiatrist. My goal, of, of course, again, was to be the best psychiatrist and the best being the most well-known, um, the best of what I did, the most respected. Okay. Um, and then I started this journey of entrepreneurship of having my own business of coaching men and, and couples. And so again, I wanted to be the best. It, it, if you would have asked me like probably last week, I would have said that's still my goal, right? To be the best, the most well-recognized, to have the most money of any other marriage coach, right? So I, you know, I do things like join masterminds, um, and I wanted to make the most money in that whole group. This was a couple of years ago. I joined, I joined a mastermind and my goal, again, my goal would be the best, right? Make more money than anybody else in this mastermind, even though, yeah, I mean, that was my goal and I didn't, okay. I wasn't even close, right? These, the, the, it was all girls in this mastermind besides me. And, uh, they were doing great making a lot of money, which was awesome, but I didn't think of it as awesome at the time. <laughs> I thought I wasn't the best. So I ended up like quitting that group. Uh, which may or may not have been the, the, the best thing to do, but um, I did. And I think a part of it was this problem with my identity. I wasn't the best, so I had to seek out somewhere where I could be the best. Um, lately, my I play tennis with a buddy every week, and um, he's been beating me lately. You know, I used to beat him most of the time. Now he's been beating me more of the time. And um, like even going there, this... Uh, this last week is kind of like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm going to lose again. I don't really like that. I mean, I'm not trying to say losing is fun or you should enjoy losing, but, um, the, again, I just, this is another place where, you know, I want to be the best and I'm not. And so I feel sort of uncomfortable with him. It's better. Cause like we have a really great friendship, but, um, anyway, just another place that I've been losing. And again, even recently, my goal is to be the best or the most well-known, the most financially successful marriage coach. You know, if you would have said that, that was my goal. So again, all boiling down to this idea of identity of I'm the best. That's who I am. I'm the best at whatever I do. So sounds pretty arrogant, right? Sounds pretty, um, yeah, probably arrogance, the best word, <laughs> but really it comes from a place of, um, you know, neediness and, um, um, yeah, just uh, immaturity, I guess. But um, in that mosquito mindset, right? Kind of needing that validation from the outside instead of getting it from that infinite source, right? But again, kind of tying it this, uh, to this identity and this fixed mindset idea, like I'm the best and I've got to prove it to myself. Um, but the other thing with that identity being the best is you kind of have to push down the people around you. In a way, if you see them coming up, you need to sort of do what you can to push them down so you can maintain that identity as the best. Um, and I definitely have done that. Um, you know, I was like one of those kids in middle school and high school that would like be pretty mean to the people around him, um, kind of make fun a lot of people. And, you know, it, some people would think that was funny, but really it was the same idea of just trying to keep the people down around me so I could be seen as, you know, the best. Right. 
Um, anyway, got a little bit off track there, but so how this all sort of came together for me is, you know, if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you know, I've brought up several times that I get overly competitive with my kids, especially my two oldest boys, they're teenagers now. So when we play sports, like they're pretty good. Sometimes they can actually beat me. Now imagine how I react to that. If I'm someone who my identity is, I'm the best. And then some kids, my own kids who I, you know, saw from age zero, you know, they were babies. So like a baby is beating me, right? (laughs) Like with someone whose identity is the best, how am I going to respond to that? Especially if I can sort of prove that I'm the best just by my, like, I'm a lot bigger than them still. So if I can prove to them I'm the best by just like being overly physical and aggressive with them or like frightening them, you know, that's what I'm going to do, right? If my identity is being the best, I'm going to get aggressive and physical so I can prove to them I'm the best. So just a couple days ago, you know, I did this again. Um, so we were playing hockey in the, so we have like, we have a big wood floor and we play hockey in the, uh, like in a living room kind of it's fun. But, um, I got in that mindset. I started hitting it really hard. You know, they were scoring a bunch on me. I started getting mad and my oldest son, um, called me out on it. Right. He's like, you know, you're acting this way. You're, you're being threatening towards us. And I was like, Oh yeah. Like I was to- so immature with him. I was like, Oh yeah. You know, you, 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 you act so smart. And, and he's like, yeah, you know, I, I, I am smart. And basically doing all the things that like I've tried to teach him and he's working with uh, his own uh, emotions coach. His name's Levi Williams. He's excellent. Um, if you, uh, want your kids to talk to somebody, or if you want to talk to somebody more about just mainly he does emotional kind of processing. Um, but, uh, kind of using all those skills basically. And, you know, I was in that immature mode. Uh, thankfully though, this time I decided to actually, you know, do what I try to teach my guys in my, in my program to do. Um, and I went and I just sat with my feelings for a while. So, you know, I was angry for sure, but I went out, I laid down on my workout bench and just like laid there for a while and tried to figure out what was going on in my body. I definitely felt it in my chest. It was kind of like a red uh, type of feeling. It was uncomfortable. Um, But as I just, you know, sat with it for a while, you know, I felt overwhelmed. But as it, as I just kind of let it be there and be there, um, what I really felt was a pain, right? I felt a pain and, and then all these losses came up that I had shared some of those with you, you know, of, um, you know, wanting to win piano competitions and losing or, um, you know, it was, that was just coming to mind right now, but it was like when we had to break bricks in karate, that's when I quit. Cause I was afraid that I wouldn't be able to. So, you know, to maintain that identity of being the best or times when I got picked on in school and didn't fight back, or I would pick on somebody that was obviously smaller or weaker. Um, <clears throat> there's all these things kind of came flooding in of these, these losses. And I felt the the pain of those and how that rubbed against my identity of being, of being the best. Um, and so that's what came, you know, I was able to see that, that I had that pain that I never really, let be there. 
um, you know, that I just brushed off and tried to keep down and keep away and never really looked at them. I kind of like put them in this box, like, oh yeah, I lost those, but you know, whatever. I'm still, I'm still the best. Um, but this time I just let them be there. Yeah. Those losses were hard, especially, you know, rubbing up against that identity and they're hard anyway. Um, and so what I, what I saw and, you know, I believe in God and I think God really helped me and really gave me these insights, um, is that, you know, I was trying to dominate my kids in sports or when they talked back to me too, I would get, you know, pretty mean towards them. Um, and it was really all about trying to prove I was the best somewhere, right? Like I can overpower them sort of physically and emotionally and, and like, that's where I'm finally going to make up for all these losses that I've had. Um, so that's a hard thing to, to say. It was a hard thing to realize, um, but uh, really important. And uh, also saw that I carried this with me into other areas of my life, marriage, even work, right? It, it meant that wanting to be the best meant that I tried to push others down. And I've talked about that a lot on the podcast with my wife, right? Trying to one up, trying to be better. Um, better than her. Uh, but it kind of ties back to this same idea of identity of uh, needing to be the best, or I am the best. And so if evidence confronts me that I'm not, I have to do something with that. Um, or I have to try to push people down so I can be the best. So this was tough, especially to see that I had acted this way toward my kids. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I, I went and I apologized to them. I explained this to them. Um, and, um, yeah, I feel bad about that, that I was taking out all this old emotional hurt and pain and taking it out on them. Um, it's not good. So, you know, I definitely need to make that up to them and change and, um, yeah. So what I want to point out, right, is I came to this realization because I, I followed, the process that I try to teach, which is you have these emotions, just go and let them be there for a while. And, um, you know, then these deeper realizations can come up, but if you just kind of like, don't let them be there. I, I wasn't sitting there for hours. I was probably, th this whole process probably took, you know, between half hour and an hour. I wasn't timing it, but somewhere around there. Um, so just taking the time, sitting with it, let it be there, letting come up what came up. And then, you know, after that, I went to kind of just think about it, write down some of these things and, and pray also. And I really felt an answer from, from God in that moment as I was kind of realizing this, you know, that I had really been taking this pain out on my kids and feeling awful about it. Um, but, you know, God kind of gave me a really good answer to this. And, you know, what I heard from him is, you know, you don't have to be the best to be loved. And you don't, right? You don't have to be the best to be accepted. You don't have to be the best to help other people. You don't have to be the best to be respected. You don't have to be the best to be important. You don't have to be the best to have influence. Like you have all those things without being the best. Um, and, and then, you know, I was kind of directed, had my mind kind of come up with, and I believe this was inspiration, you know, God kind of helping me thinking about Jesus's teachings about this, you know, what did he teach about being the best or being the greatest? He taught that being the greatest would be the servant, that the greatest among you will be the servant, right? And also the proud would be humbled and that the humble would be exalted. And that Jesus himself, he came 
not to be served, but to serve. And if you're interested in looking up those scriptures, Matthew chapter 20, verse 28, and then Matthew chapter 23, verses 11 and 12, where it specifically talks about those things. Um, so this helped me kind of shift my mindset, right? So instead of trying to be the best and the most respected and all that, right? What I, what I want to focus on and my goal and what I am intentionally working on is my focus just being serving the people around me, right? To me, that's a big weight off of me because I don't have anything to prove with that. It's just saying, okay, like there's people around me, you know, can I help them in some way? Can I not, uh, you know, can I direct them to somebody that can help them? You know, for me, that's directing people to God first. But then if there's like something that's a little more practical that maybe I can um, help them with, not that God's not practical, but like if I can help them with coaching, then that's how I can help them if they need help with, um, you know, or with their marriage, right? That's, that's, that's what I can, that's what I'm really good at helping with. Um, if they need help with uh, finding the right outfit to wear for something, I cannot help them with that, but, <laughs> you know, I can maybe direct them to somebody that can. So, you know, now that's my focus. Okay. There's people around me, mainly my family. How can I serve them? Right. Again, that's just a, a good weight off of me. Instead of being like, how can I be the best? How can I be the best? It's how can I serve the people that God puts in front of me? Right. It just feels good. feels lighter. But look, I think that I definitely have a competitive spirit to me, right? So again, folks on service, it was a great breakthrough, but I've got that competitive nature. You know, I want to uh, compete. I want to, uh, you know, <laughs> I would say I want to fight, but uh, often I back down from fighting, but I want to be someone that uh, is willing to fight, right? Um, I'm getting better. <laughs> But, um, the answer that I got about this, you know, that competitive edge, that kind of fire in us as, as men, um, is that there is a battle and there is someone that we do want to fight and beat. Right. And that is evil. If you're a Christian person, that's Satan, right? There's like, there's a real battle going on and one that we want to win. Okay. So I think that that competitive nature that we have is really, you know, God trying to tell us, Hey, like there isn't, there is a battle to fight. There is an enemy that we want to defeat and it's not each other, right? It's not, you know, me against the other coaches or it's not me against, you know, my wife or me against my kids, you know, it's me against evil to me against Satan. So there is a battle, but, and that's it. So that warrior nature that we have as men, right. It can be directed. Well, okay. Not against your kid. Like I was doing, Definitely not against your wife. Like I was doing for a long time. Definitely not even necessarily against your business competitors or whatever. Um, you know, it's against, uh, against evil, right? It's against evil in myself and in others. So kind of the, the phrase that is resonating with me right now is I want to be a servant to others and a warrior for what is right, just, and true. Right. So, you know, looking at myself first, how do I need to battle Satan's attacks against me? And then if I see that in other people, so like with my kids, you know, if they are disrespectful to me or to their mom or whatever, right? Before my approach would have been kind of like push them into the ground for doing that. But now it's like, okay, you know what? I do need to address this, uh, but I can do it in a servant way, in a teaching way, you know, 
discipline or discipleship. It's about teaching. I like teaching. So, you know, to just point out to them, Hey, you know, that's not an appropriate way to act. You know, that's not respectful. We want to respect, uh, respect your parents. Um, you know, just teach them those things. And if they need an appropriate consequence, giving it, but not having my anger outburst, you know, be the, be the reason, not that you can't ever use anger, but you know, again, for me, it was just like all that loss. And then I was trying to win against my kids so I could finally feel like justified. That is a problem, a big problem. Um, so, you know, you can still be, you know, if you're, if your kid lies, right. You want to be a warrior for what's right. Um, and teach them, right. You teach them, Hey, you know, we don't want to, we don't want to lie that here's the consequences of that, right. The natural consequences. How do you feel when you lie? Right. Kind of teaching those things. So you're still a warrior against it. Um, but not, uh, trying to push them down and defeat them, right. Defeat your kids. That doesn't, you know, doesn't really make sense, but that's what I was doing. So yeah, maybe that phrase resonates with you. It's resonating with me right now. Um, that I want to be a servant to others and a warrior for what is right, just, and true. So even when you see like out in the, out in politics or whatever, right, you want to stand up for what you believe is right and just and true. When you see something that doesn't go that way, you know, have your voice heard uh, in that or in your organization or in your church or whatever. If you see something that is not right, that doesn't align with what God wants, you know, to be a warrior for what's right, you need to stand up and say something and try to do something. Okay. So that's to me the balance, right? You serve the people around you, but it's still a service to, you know, call out or point out when things are not right or when they're not aligned with what God wants or what is correct or what aligns with conscience. Okay. So to me, that's the balance and it feels really good. So here's the summary. Uh, For me, having that identity of being the best, it did help in some ways. It helped me kind of push myself sort of, except when I ran into challenges and then I like gave up because it went against my identity. So helped some, but not a ton. (laughs) I mean, overall, I'd say it was harmful to my development and to the people around me. It was that fixed mindset. I had to prove I was the best everywhere. So, you know, I ran away from challenges where I wasn't going to be the best. And then I pushed other people down so that I could maintain that identity of being the best. So overall, I think harmful fixed mindset, right? So, you know, taking the time to tune into my emotions, that is what allowed me to access that pain that I hadn't really processed and see, I was taking that pain out on my kids, which is awful, but I'm really glad I realized it and that God helped me realize that. And then even my son, my son was, my son did that, right? He was a warrior for what was right. He said, look, dad, what you're doing, it's not right. Okay. I'm sure it was hard for him to do, but he did it. I'm proud of him. Um, so, you know, as I, tuned into that, I accessed my pain. I felt healing through God and I felt acknowledgement of my own worth, right? And that was powerful to just tune into those emotions, listen, meditate, pray. And so now instead of trying to be the best all the time, right? Do we hear that a lot in our society? Be the best, you know, what, what can you be the best in the world at? Good to great by Jim Collins. You know, he asks you that question. Um, I don't know, you know, at least for me, that's not going to work for now. (laughs) You know, I think the the program I'm going through right now, I, I'm doing another another mastermind, and um, you know, it just talks about our experience is our gift, right? So, like the things that I've been through personally, and the things I've learned professionally, 
all of that, like that's my gift to give to others. So like the people I'm going to be help, be able to help are people that kind of resonate with that process. Right. And those problems that I've faced and, and been able to, uh, not just overcome, but like learn the tools to work through them and continue to progress and keep learning and using the tools, you know? Um, so that's who I can help. Right. So instead of being like, Oh, I'm going to be the best marriage coach for men. It's like, you know, I'm going to connect with the people that God wants me to connect with and that I can help because of the things that I've been through. Right. So if you want to call out the best, that's fine. I'm not going to, because I want to avoid falling back into that trap <laughs> and just say, you know, my focus is going to be serving the people around me, right? Whether that's through my business or just people I see, or definitely my family first and foremost. Um, and then also being a warrior for what is right, just, and true. Okay. To me, that feels very freeing. It feels very empowering, right? I'm on God's side. There is a fight to fight but it's not against my kids or my competitors or whatever my competitors in business, right? There is a fight, but it's against evil. And my job is to sure take a stand against that and fight against that in myself first. And then, you know, uh, the people that I might see that need correction or teaching. Um, and then, you know, serving those people, um, the best that I can. All right, guys. So I'm going to read that phrase one more time. <laughs> for myself and then it maybe it connects with you but my focus is on serving the people around me and being a warrior for what is right just and true okay so that's really the the summary of all this i'm grateful to to god for helping me you know kind of reach that realization uh if you have that kind of mindset of being the best or wanting to always be the best just take a look you know see if maybe it's motivated by some of these things that are going to be problematic for you at least they definitely were for me all right, guys. So stay strong. We will see you next episode. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, please leave a review on iTunes and share the episode with a friend so we can help create stronger men and stronger marriages across the world. And if you're ready to take your strength training and your marriage to the next level, visit strongmenstrongmarriages.com to learn how. I'll see you there.